What is up, my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today we're going to be telling you about an urban legend out of Oregon. It's said that a witch once put a curse on the town, condemning it to never prosper and to burn in fire. Let's examine the legend, separate fact from fiction, and explore whether the witch's curse ever came true or not. Is this going to be like Roald Dahl witches, where like they're putting kids in oil paintings and like luring them in with like chocolate and snakes and stuff? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Hell yeah, man. Wait, is Angelica Houston in this too? Unfortunately not. Great, the Anne Hathaway version. The Lafayette Pioneer Cemetery is a spooky place. Visitors often report feeling like they're being watched once they enter the metal gate at the entrance. Feelings of dread and like something bad is going to happen are common in visitors, and some have even seen the ghostly figure of a woman walking around the grounds. Who is this woman? There are a few guesses to her identity. Some believe that the ghostly apparition seen haunting the grounds is a woman named Lena Elsie Imus. In 1908, Lena had become a victim to suicide after drinking carbolic acid. She passed at home, and a winery named Argyle Winery now sits in the now sits in its place. Along with being spotted in the cemetery, she's been seen plenty of times inside the winery too. Employees of the winery say that they see and witness her presence often. They've reported smelling flowers or perfume. They've even heard the sound of wine glasses falling off a table and shattering on the ground just to find the glasses perfectly fine on the table with no trace of broken glass anywhere. That's eerie. Honestly, something kind of cool I would like to experience, though. I've heard of stories kind of similar to that. Just to keep it very brief, I remember somebody saying they were at a dinner table and then I believe they said the lights went out and they were sitting right in front of, um, oh man, what are they called? The, uh, just a cabinet, a glass cabinet, essentially, uh, kind of like a buffet, but it, 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 it's a tall cabinet. Lights went out, glass broke, lights came back, like there was a surge in the power and there was like glass around them, but in sort of a silhouette so the floor was completely clear where their silhouette would have been but there was glass around them that is freaky yeah yeah like the ghost breaking cups and like leaving glass everywhere is like i definitely have heard of that in like a lot of haunting stories but But like the yeah but the breaking it and then like hearing it like a sound of a glass breaking but then the glass still being intact that's almost more creepy creepy to me you know i love that i don't i would love to oh man that's just creepy A psychic once attended a wine tasting at the winery and claimed to see Lena standing within a group of people. They had reportedly been unaware of the ghostly legends of the place, but they were unsurprised to find out that they had most likely seen a ghost. That's gotta be insane. You know if that's true? And, like, people can, like, really just do that? Like, I'm too weak of a person to be seeing that. Every single time, I'm like, ghost, you know? like Just all Scooby-Doo. Yeah. My legs start scrambling. Oh, man. And I've heard stories of that, too, where, like, somebody woke up the next morning, go to talk to their friends. And, hey, have you guys heard, like, weird stuff? In the- oh, like, this place is haunted? Yeah, it's haunted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've had lots of experiences with that, with, like, the place where I had my own personal ghost story. No that was a place no. where it's, like, people all the time would be like, hey, has anyone ever experienced? And it's like, oh, yeah, sit down. Do you have time for a five-hour <laughs> chat while we just relay all the weird stuff that's happened the last month to it's you? It's like, you can do that, or we got a laminate. Yeah. We do, like, a bi-monthly laminate. If you come on Thursday, we actually have a PowerPoint presentation. It's like an orientation. 
Uh, luckily, no one at the winery fears Lena's presence, and they've even honored her with several wines named in her honor. They made their Spirit House Pinot Noir and Chardonnay Reserve series for several for several years. However, some people think that the presence that haunts the Lafayette Cemetery has more sinister origins. The urban legend goes that a woman in the town was once accused of being a witch. She was hanged in the area that is now the cemetery. With her final words, she shouted a curse upon the town, damning it to, to never prosper and to be destroyed with fire three times over. According to the legend, two of the three fires have already happened, meaning that the next one will be the worst and final one. That's I feel like spooky. that's how people talk about the big one earthquake. <laughs> Which is like, if I ever run for uh, like governor or president of anything, I have like three ground rules. If you stop on an on-ramp for any reason, I don't care. Immediate death. <laughs> the second is I don't want you to rap and or yell at me in a commercial. Like a TV <laughs> commercial that's banned. And then the third would be, shut the fuck up about the big one earthquake. Like, yeah, it's going to happen. And I want to hear about it. It's fucking Thursday. What do you want me to do about it? I'm not an engineer. I'm just trying to live my life. Oh, tsunami. Now get your bubble gum ready. We're going to put everything back together with Hubba Bubba. It's because it, it scares me so much to be vulnerable. That's why I don't like to hear about it. I hide it with anger. But that you know is what? a pretty big one, yeah. Shut the fuck up about the big one. No, I agree. Hot take. Yeah. But... <laughs> uh, stay tuned for our content on the 2001 Nisqually earthquake where we talk about the big one. Yee. I started digging into this legend to see if I could find any truth to it. And with some luck, I found the Green Lettuce Blogs write-up on Lafayette Urban Legends. They were determined to get to the bottom of the witch legend, so they paid a visit to the Yamhill County Museum and went through binders to get all the information. It was a great source, and I'm definitely super appreciative of all the hard work that they went through compiling all that. I mean, honestly, what with wine and Yamhill, man, I kind of have a fancy feast later now. Get some wine and yams? Yeah, dude. Go to Trader Joe's, get one of them celebration loafs. It's Mark Hamill's vegetarian brother. <laughs> Sam Hill. <laughs> they discovered that someone had been hung in the area of the cemetery, but it hadn't been a woman and it hadn't been a witch. You don't say. Hadn't been a witch. Richard Marple first moved to Lafayette from Corvallis in 1885. He brought his mother, Anna, and his wife, Julia, along with him. While Lafayette had a lot of job opportunities, Richard had a hard time with steady employment and instead turned to a life of crime. He made his money from robberies and stealing and had been suspected of multiple robberies that had taken place in the area. Sometime between 1885 and 1886, Richard's mom, Anna, began a relationship with a man in town named David Corker. David Corker owned the shop in town. Their love story would be cut short, however, when David Corker was found murdered with an axe. Along with the grisly killing, Corker's store had been ransacked. Since he was under suspicion for several other robberies around town, Richard Marple was brought in for questioning by the sheriff. Richard denied having any involvement in the murder and robbery, but he also spoke negatively about Corker during this questioning. Probably not the best thing to do if you're like brought in for questioning like, hey, did you murder this guy? Yeah, you no, shouldn't seriously. be like, no, I didn't do it. But you know what? That guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, one time when I was in the third grade, I tried to trade this guy a sandwich for a couple of cookies. Yeah, Man. just keep going on like perceived slights. He gave me sandpaper. You know, I waved to him last Thursday and he didn't even wave back. 
Yeah. You know, he had his hands full and he wasn't even looking in my direction. But I think he was just ignoring me. He was such a jackass. Just had all of this that just heavy as hell, too. Had an anvil. Like, I, I waved at him. Didn't even give me a wink back. Did not at me. Didn't say, hey, what an asshole that guy. When police searched his home, they found a bloody shirt, a bloody piece of paper, and some tools that they believed were used to break into Corker's store. Richard maintained his innocence and claimed that the evidence had been planted there to frame him. While he claimed he was innocent, and his mom and wife both said that he had been somewhere else while the murder was taking place, a jury found him guilty on April 9, 1887, of first-degree murder. His mom, Anna, was indicted as an accomplice, but the charges against her were eventually dropped due to a lack of evidence. November 11, 1887, was Richard Marple's execution date. It was to take place next to the county jail, and 30 people had been invited to attend. Seems like a lot of people. <laughs> Does it not? 30 people? I, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was, I was honestly thinking, like, so the whole town? Yeah, yeah, that was about to be my next joke. They invited so the thirty town. people. Said that the whole town. They they just stood out on the. Hey, so we're gonna hang this guy pretty soon. Y'all want to watch? <laughs> the town sheriff, Sheriff Harris, ordered a black hood dropped over Richard's head, and Richard cried out, "Murder! May God judge you all!" Horrifically, when the trap door released, the knot in the noose slipped underneath Richard's chin. Instead of breaking his neck like it was supposed to, the noose was slowly tightening, slowly choking him to death. It took him 18 entire minutes to actually die. Uh, that is excruciating and miserable. And you got the good thing you had the whole town, 30 whole people gathered to watch that. Come on, kids. Good lord. I know, I just... That's terrible. Quality entertainment back in the day. During the botched execution, Anna Marple had shouted that the town would burn and never prosper. Richard Marple was buried in the Oddfellows Masonic Cemetery in Lafayette. Oh, that's in uh, Red Dead. Yeah, he's in Oddfellows Rest. I'm sorry. It turned out later that Richard Marple had confessed to a cellmate about the murder while he was awaiting his execution, and he had told them all about his mom's involvement in her boyfriend's murder, too. He had told him that she'd gotten into a relationship with Corker to get him to drop his guard around them. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. My favorite Rick James. Cold-blooded. <laughs> Anna Marple ended up moving to Jackson County and remained there for the rest of her life. She's buried in a cemetery there, making believe that it's unlikely that it's her ghost that's the one that's haunting the Lafayette Cemetery. Unless ghosts, you know, get to, like, pick where they haunt, which would be kind of fun. Oh, I'd be traveling. I'd be haunting all kinds of weird places and making people think that I'm, like, some weird 18th century ghost. No, nah, dude, I died, like, last week. You're just, I'm just dressed like a little newspaper boy. No, not even that. It's just, like, some old building or whatever. I'm like, I just want to screw with these people. Like, we just moved in here a week ago. Like, every time I get some coffee, it gets blown right back into my face. It's just me with a ghost straw just like, <laughs> right into their face. And as for if the witch's curse is true, it is true that the town has suffered fires, and more than two claimed in the legend, in fact. The first major fire happened in 1895 and burned down a general merchandise store, a tin shop, a grocery store, and a doctor's office. There was another in 1897, which resulted in the loss of the town's post office, butcher shop, drugstore, and candy store. Not the candy store. No! 
Another happened in 1898, destroying a flour mill and elevator. 5,000 bushels of wheat were lost in that one. No, not the bread! The most destructive fire happened in 1904, when 16 buildings in the town burned down. In 1914, two fires happened on the same night, and were suspected to have been set by an arsonist. The last two fires took place in 1928 and 1946. While that does seem like an awful lot of fires for one town to face, there is a reasonable explanation. Large fires like the ones in Lafayette were common back in the day because of the towns being made completely out of wooden structures and all of the wood stoves all over the place. Fires like this happened all across the country and even in towns nearby. So what do you think? Is a witch's curse dooming the town of Lafayette to burn down? Or were the fires inevitable in towns filled with wooden buildings and stoves for heat? I like to think it's a little bit of both. Me too. Just like just a little sprinkle of bad luck on like a already hazardous fire situation. I mean, like, yeah, I was goofing about like the whole, like, oh, she wasn't a witch thing. But that was just like the, the Salem witch trials back in the day. Like, I know that this is a completely different coast, but Salem witch trials back in the day. Like, that was just so ridiculous. Just killing a bunch of innocent people just because, oh, we tied her to a bag of rocks through in the river and she didn't float. Uh, yeah, I also am just kind of inclined to believe that just good old-fashioned bad luck, no witch's curse needed. I agree with that, yeah. I was about to say, Loudonville, Ohio, the old town that I used to live in, ooh, I want to say they had, like, one huge fire that I know of, and then another one that may have burned down a majority of the town, if not half of it. I know that one of them definitely tore, or not tore down, but burned down, uh, like a portion of the town and that's actually the theater that i used to work in that uh, i told you about yeah Yeah. so there's actually a lot of really cool history there yeah well thank you for listening to another episode of olympia oddities if you want to support the podcast you can leave us a positive review tell a friend about us or follow the instagram or facebook for the podcast at olympia oddities podcast on both if you want to submit an episode idea or share a cryptid sighting or ghost encounter you had You can DM us or email us at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. If you want us to give you a little shout out, be sure to include your name and permission to give you a shout out. I'm Trista, and you can follow my personal Instagram at SaloonGhost. I'm Steven Chainsaw Arms Ramirez. Yep, I'm still rolling with it, feeling good about it. You can find me at Chainsaw Arms Ramirez or just at the Steven Ramirez realistically on Instagram. And until next time, friends.